0: Music has a special way of touching our hearts in ways many things cannot. And if you're tuning into this podcast, you probably think so too. On each episode of Classical Post, we uncover a creative mind behind music we find particularly exceptional. Coming to you from New York, Classical Post is created and produced by Gold Sound Media, a marketing and PR agency for the performing arts industry. I'm your host, Jonathan Eifert, creative director at Gold Sound Media and I hope you find something inspiring in this episode. There's an interesting dichotomy baked into the act of composing. Although the music that composers write reflects their own thoughts, emotions, and perspectives, they need to hand that music over to other people to bring it to life. But for Andrew Bennett, a Canadian composer of experimental electronic music who records under the moniker Factor Eight. His own voice is the driving force behind his 2022 album, 2. Although that was never Bennett's plan for the album, it proved to be a creative breakthrough. By manipulating the vocals using a raft of technologies, he created a vast, mystical soundscape that's profoundly personal to Bennett. The new album became an avenue for revealing his struggles with mental illness, In raising awareness of the stigma around bipolar disorder. Mental health advocacy has always been part of Bennett's mission as an artist, and he is donating proceeds from digital sales of two to the Canadian Mental Health Association, Saskatoon. In this episode, Bennett and I talk more about the creation of the album and how the process inspired him to continue using his voice as the primary canvas for his music. Plus, he shares how the act of collaboration fuels his creativity, why a Vitamix blender is the most important gadget in his kitchen, and the importance of the visual arts in his sound-based work.
1: My name is Andrew Bennett, and I create experimental electronic music under the name Factor Eight. And I have historically used more orchestral sounds, and more recently, I create music relying solely on digital contortion of my voice to create the entire song
0: structure. Let's talk about aesthetics outside of music. Where do you find inspiration to create? Is there something you can point to, a source? I'm
1: open to influence from all different kinds of art. Uh, I've developed an appreciation for performance art recently, and that's uh, made its way into my own work as well. Also, I also teach dance. Dance has had a large role in my life, and so that's naturally had an influence. The rhythms and textures and dance has definitely crossed over into the music that I write or into my creative process. And I've also realized recently that I was probably exposed to more songs and artists from various eras through dance that I otherwise probably wouldn't have heard. Um, so that definitely influenced the kind of music that I ended up making or just even choosing to pursue music. I also, yeah, I'm also just very inspired by by people just like outside of art as well, just like people who are just really passionate about what they do and are committed to pursuing excellence in what they're passionate about. Um, like an example, like one of my favorite documentaries is Jiro Dreams of Sushi, just the story of this person who just dedicated their life into just becoming you know, the world's best uh, sushi maker. Like it was just such an inspiring story to me. And just stories like that, just like I find it really inspiring. Like, um, you know, just dedicating your life towards excellence and what you're passionate about.
0: If we think about other creative fields, I know you talked about dance specifically, but um, design, architecture, fashion, film, kind of these other creative industries, do any of those inspire music making?
1: So, uh, I, I really, like, there isn't any one in particular, to be honest. I, I'm, I sort of, um, I, like, I really enjoy going to art galleries and just and, and see, reading, you know, the intention behind and the stories behind how various artworks were created. Um, I also am quite passionate about um, just like, visual art and, and creating Visual art with my music. I work with a visual artist in Canton, Duke. And he's we've worked together for over six years now on on creating visual assets to go along with um, my music. And I personally just find uh, photography also like very inspiring. And um, you know, sometimes I think that if for some reason I lost my hearing or something, or just music didn't work out for some reason. I would pursue visual art and, and specifically photography I just uh I just find taking finding inter- interesting takes on the world around me um, you know playing with the light and, and shapes I think the one that stands out for me from everything you mentioned like art design architecture fashion um I, I think architecture like might stand out the most because uh I do like I'm really a Appreciate very purposeful, mindful architecture, like really well designed architecture and also kind of creating photography and videography and creating interesting takes on, on architecture, almost like a collaboration.
0: describe a routine you have in place that helps you live a healthier life
1: so um, having a healthy routine is very important to me uh, so I've I've struggled with mental health issues for the, the majority of my life and that's actually something I've been speaking about through this recent record that I'm releasing that comes out on uh, the 11th of November but so I realized early on in my life like you know, when I was just a teenager, that having, like, making mental health a priority, which includes prioritizing your physical health and just developing a healthy routine was going to be incredibly important in my life. Um, and, you know, even more more so into adulthood, I've, I've found that having a healthy routine, is and a consistently healthy routine, is really important uh, in order for me to be productive, and in order for, to have a career of of longevity so yeah I don't know I uh, that, you know that this includes like uh, prioritizing your sleep um, making extra act- like daily exercise a priority um, and uh, you know nutrition I'm really passionate about making great smoothies I think this really really gets like good tasting healthy smoothies has been like a pretty big part of my healthy my health and um, just in wellness routine Um, and then, and then on top of that, just, you know, mindfulness and, and and finding uh space in the moments in between everything to be mindful, you know, developing a, uh, mindfulness meditation practice has been really helpful in my life, you know, just like not only in managing, uh, you know, mental health issues, but just to, in order to maintain focus, like in my life.
0: If there's something that energizes you to keep going and create, uh, what is that specifically?
1: So, um, yeah, something that really excites me and energizes me in my creative process and just in my career is just uh, is collaboration and the idea that you know new and exciting opportunities to create with others. You know, whether that be you know working with a director on a you know creating some music for visual media or Working with a fellow artist or a visual artist, that these opportunities could be, you know, right around the corner, like the next day. That you, like you could encounter someone and create something with them that you know wouldn't have existed otherwise. And just the opportunity and potential to collaborate with others is just incredibly exciting to me. And um, and and sort of the unexpected nature of something serendipitous, I, just, I find that really inspiring and exciting. And it, and it just and it does energize uh, me and feel my creativity. Um, but again, like in a more sort of pragmatic sense, I think developing a healthy and consistent routine across sleep, exercise, nutrition, mindfulness is really irreplaceable in providing consistent actual energy in my life and, uh, and allow for a career of longevity. One thing I wanted to mention is There's a book uh, I read of years ago now uh, called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And he talks in the book about how inspiration strikes every day at 9 a.m. when it's time to work, you know, and (laughs) that we can't really rely on these transient moments of inspiration or excitement to carry us through uh, and that you just have to, you know, maintain a consistent and disciplined routine of creating. Mm -hmm. The best product that I could recommend to anyone is a really great blender. So, or like a, a Vitamix or a Blendtec. Blendtec is the one that they, they had the YouTube ch- channel called Will It Blend? And they would like put in like, like, you know, like phones and iPads into the blender and like blend it up. And it actually like blended it into like a fine dust or powder. Um, but I, now I use a Vitamix and, uh, so I use it at least once a day. Most, often multiple times a day. And I, I do enjoy cooking, but I don't, and I don't want to perpetuate this idea that food should be consumed really fast or on the go or in a way that isn't present. However, I think smoothies for me have just been a total game changer. They're just a really important part of my life. And they just pack in nutrients in a really, you know, small and concise way, both time-wise and, and, the, and the amount of Uh, food or time you have to spend. Um, But there are, yeah, and there's just certain ingredients that can tie everything together and make it really uh, nice. I think it's a a sign of a good smoothie recipe when, you know, there's not a ton of sugar in it, but it still like tastes good and it's still really good for you. Uh, So I like to try to find good smoothie recipes. And then there's other things you can use like a Vitamix for too, like, you know, soups and ice cream and making sauces. Yeah, just and whenever I'm like really busy, it just my blender just allows me to get you know the nutrients that I need in the day um, without spending a bunch of time cooking or spending money on food delivery apps, uh, which can you know, I think that can be a bit of a thing for people, Um, but uh, it's an investment for sure. But it's honestly the best investment I've ever made, probably. (laughs) So I've been to New York City a few times. Uh, I was just in Brooklyn actually for a music conference uh, called Mondo, which was really awesome. Uh, I was so, and I actually found like one of one of my favorite things to do when I'm in like, new cities or just anywhere in general is find great smoothie spots. <laughs> uh, I don't. I feel like this is becoming a theme across this podcast. Um, and so there's this one spot I found called Nem Smoothie Bar, and um, it was like, it's, it's sort of this outdoor bar, and it's only open during the summer months, and the person who owns it is just, was super cool, very friendly, their smoothies are really great, very unique, very healthy, uh, so that was like one of my favorite, I'll definitely return back there when I, if I ever end up back in Brooklyn yeah and just like finding uh just like cool cafes i'm also passionate about third wave coffee or specialty coffee so i I always like to you know venture around and find cool cafes and spots as well i have heard of these coffee beans that i don't know if you've heard of this but they're they've been like excreted by these monkeys yeah and I, i guess like the way that their digestive system like processes the beans and then they obviously like clean them and everything and sanitize i don't know i've never i don't know if i would actually be open to having a cup of that coffee but apparently it's like very expensive very exotic very like tastes um, better somehow i don't know it's a pr- pretty yeah I-, I feel like yeah i would love to check that place out next time I'm in, I'm in brooklyn
0: let's pause for a second are you an artist or work at an arts organization i founded gold sound media to help you expand your audience through social media my team and I work closely with clients around the United States directly shaping their messaging through customized strategic content. One of our biggest success stories is our work for the Clyburn, where we drove 25 million viewers, making it one of the most watched classical music events of all time. Get in touch to speak with me directly about how Gold Sound Media can help you. Just head to goldsoundmedia.com. Now, back to the show.
1: So, uh, this piece actually began as a collaboration while I was at uh, my first music residency at the Band Center. Uh, which is in Alberta, in Canada, uh, in the Rocky Mountains. And I was working with another artist who I'd just met there. The name's Armin Bazarian. And we were just kind of in the studio, just sort of experimenting together, exploring uh, unique ways of recording vocals. Um, like two microphones, and uh, we had a harmonium that we were we had the opportunity to work a bit with, and so I Armin recorded some vocals, and I sort of treated his vocal takes like a sampled instrument. And I like warped and transposed it in Ableton and sort of contorted it uh, into various chords and melody and textures. And actually this sort of served as the foundation for what I do now creating music out of only my voice. It's like very a very similar process. Armin also, he played this really beautiful melody on this upright delta piano that we had in the studio as well. And then uh, years later, we're like we didn't really create, we, they were all just sort of ideas. We didn't actually, we didn't really create a sort of song structure. They are just sort of experimentations and ideas. And then this was back in 2006. And then yeah, I think it was, would have been I sort of revisited the project every now and then and listened to it periodically over time. And it just sort of morphed and evolved over the years. And then when I was creating, like really putting together this record in a way that sort of told a story from front to back, this piece was sort of representative of this time in my life that was before, it's called Before the Fall because it was before this dark time in my life, basically. and. I, I revisited this pro the project and I re-recorded the vocals, um, the lyrical vocals that Armin sang, and I created words out of the sounds that he that he sang while adhering closely to his phonetics and tune. And I was able to arrive at something that fit the vibe of the song and what we we had already started together, while also capturing and relaying the meaning of the entire album. There's four lines in the song, and they're the only four lines and only lyrics you hear across the entire one despite the majority of the album being created using just my voice so yeah that was sort of that was sort of the whole that was kind of the story behind it um I feel as though that song was sort of this like window into this you know otherworldly you know energy that we were tapping into like during our, our residency there uh, that's how I felt. During my residencies at the Bach Center, it's just it's like a very reflective and sort of spiritual experience making music there. Uh, so so just on November eleventh, that entire album releases, and throughout the creation of that record, um, I was also I was trying to create a sound that was entirely my own and entirely like more unique to, or just something that was more authentically me that felt like it was my sound. And I sort of just sort of naturally happened upon this concept, of creating music, using only my voice. Um, and it was also during this time that it was I was um, sort of traversing these personal challenges as well. And so, you know, I didn't really set out to, you know, I'm going to create, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to create music using only my voice to be this parallel to this, to expressing, you know, my story with bipolar disorder or, like, my story, my personal story, Um, but that, when I look back, it's sort of serendipitous that these things kind of happened in tandem, and so this, this album releasing is sort of, it's, it's like a personal release uh, to me as well, and it's, there's a parallel in the album between my personal self and my artistic self and my personal sound and my my sorry, my artistic sound and my and the personal story behind behind the record as well. And, um, and so now that this record is has been created and it's coming out now, I'm actually I'm creating almost all of my music in the same way using only my voice. It's not even it's not something that I am saying overtly uh, in my music. Like on the album, the tracks that are just my voice are called a voice one through six, um, but then. Now I'm creating these more shorter format ambient tracks, uh, but I don't, they're not, they're just, they just have normal titles. Um, and same with the, the, the single artworks for the voice tracks. They were all just derived from photos of my eye that Kent and Duke did to sort of be this sort of visual parallel to the music. But now the ambient covers are just like regular album covers. So it's, it's, it's sort of like, I feel like this record sort of sparked this new way of creating music for me, and so and that's just like something I'm continuing to do moving forward. And I'm I'm uh, I don't really have a plan to create a new album. I'm kind of just creating singles and releasing them as I as they're created now, and just kind of seeing where things go with that project. But I I really enjoy creating music in this way now. So so basically. During COVID, it, like, I, I met up with my visual artist, Kenton Duke, uh, and we hadn't, like, like I personally hadn't met up with anyone. He was, like, one of the first, uh, like, people that I'd, like, met, seen during the pandemic. And it was because we had this idea of, um, because I was creating music derived only from recordings of my voice. Um, you know, I wanted, Kenton and I kind of came up with the idea, this idea together. And we were like, well, what if we just took a photo of, like, my eye? And then, and then he sort of edited it and contorted it to create these different visuals. And like none of, none of the photos or some of them look like they might like resemble an eye, but they're just sort of like these abstract kind of symmetrical, um, I don't know. I don't know what you would call them, visuals, and uh, but yeah, when I went over to his place. He took a photo of my eye. He had to shine this really bright light into my eye, and I was—I actually feel like maybe we might have like we we might have like damaged my eye a little bit because of how bright we had to like hold the the light was and how close we had to look at my eye. But you know, it was all worth it for it's just what you have to do for art, you know. It was all for a good result, I guess. But yeah, Um so I, I post them. On my social media, on my Instagram, which is Factor Eight, like two words all spelled out, the number Eight spelled out. But then also, like on Spotify, like same thing, like Factor Eight. Um, All the single artworks that are a voice, those are all derived from photos of my eye. Um, So there's four singles released, and then, and then there's six total on the album for the voice. And I do just want to say, like, I don't, you don't have to, it's up to you whether to include this or not, but I always just sort of give this caveat that, um you know, because I didn't initially intend to create, like, I didn't set out, I didn't start the project going, I'm just going to, I'm going to make music using only my voice. I was just sort of letting the process be as natural as possible. I was just like, I mean, you know, I'm not going to. I don't want to make music to a certain length or to a certain tempo, it was just sort of, I was just sort of letting the sounds that came up be as authentic and raw as possible. Um, and when I went back, so it was a voice one and two came from the same project and when I was mixing it, I realized that in a voice two, there's uh, one of the sounds was derived from a snapping that I made into the microphone, but I wanted to let that project and i could have changed it i was mixing the the song at that time um and i just ultimately decided to like respect that project was to begin with and it was sort of this foundational piece and then after that point i set out to create all of the the music using only my voice um that sound (laughs) made its way into a voice six as well but anyway i just i always just like tell people because i just try to be as you know, honest as possible with everything. Success to me is sort of this continuous process. It's, um, you know, creating and achieving a, a you know, this continuously changing goal while feeling proud about the manner in which I get there. Um, And I think it's this ever-changing process of progressing toward a goal and having that goal sort of morph and evolve as I come close, like almost like, the speed of light, how you can't, like, you can, we can come close, but you can never really achieve it. And, like, as, uh, you know, as you come close, then, like, time or, like, space bends, or, like you know, I, I don't know, I'm not a physicist, but <laughs> from what I understand, it's something like that. And that's how success feels a bit to me. Like, um, you know, you can come close, but never quite get there. And I like to think, I don't like to think of it as something specific that, like, once achieved, I'll be happy or it'll bring about happiness. I really see it more as this, you know, nonstop continuous process. And so I think you need to find, or I personally believe that I need to find joy in the process because ultimately I think the process is all there really is. And, you know, it's like the top of the mountain is almost an illusion. So, you know, to me, like going about my career in as honest and authentic and genuine a way as possible is like what really resonates with me and it, it just that's really important to me um, otherwise i think you could get to the top or step past the finish line and if you look back and feel any sense of regret about the way that you got there i think like what you've achieved just you know just loses value and you know i think that the specifics of what that looks like for each person is different but i think it's important to sort of have your light have <laughs> i think it's important to have your eye Uh, on the light at the end of the tunnel while also recognizing that the tunnel doesn't really end. And so like surrounding yourself with other hobbies and other things to focus your attention on so that you're not constantly consumed by the work and consumed by this idea of trying to meet these goals or like achieve success, you know, surrounding yourself with people who, you know, you can support as well and who support and lift you up in your endeavors. That's just really um, important to me. And um, something on a related note is that I think you know people don't necessarily remember. I, I heard this. This is like a quote that I heard somewhere. But people don't necessarily remember what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. And um, so that's just like something that is just like a reminder of that like when you're on the process and like the you know the road to success, to to remember to you know value the connection of those around you as well. Yeah, and i think that includes yourself as well like are you truly successful if you're running yourself into a wall and pushing through it and compromising your physical or mental mental well-being i don't think that can be success because you know I'll, I'll be the first to say that i'm kind of guilty of, of that in particular in the, in the past and i've been faced with some like you know personal physical consequences of having lived into that in that way recently but but I, this is all just to say that i think success runs so much deeper than like what you know your your CV or your LinkedIn profile looks like, and then yeah, just finally just finding peace in the moments in between. Um, I heard something like happiness is the ability to sit alone in a dark and silent room with your thoughts. You know, the ability to sleep soundly at night, to be alone with your thoughts, and and proud of what you accomplished throughout a day, and also in the manner in which in which you went about it. That is success to me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Classical Post. If you loved it, give us a five-star review as it helps us reach more people. Also, remember to hit that follow button in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes.